Yo, what up? Just wanted to come on here, say a couple of things. Hopefully, maybe uh, encourage you, whoever is listening to this. But um, I had to go to a funeral this morning. My wife's grandmother had passed away. And, um, you know, whenever we lose a loved one, um, it's always just, yeah, it's another point of just reflection, um, place of grief, place of hurt. Um, but I always feel like there is a blessing in the midst of our pain. I believe the, you know, moments of grief and pain, I mean, it usually will drive us closer to the Lord. I know in my moments of, um, you know, depression and grief and grieving, uh, it's just natural for me to pray and let it out and to thank God for that person's life. Um, so today we celebrated her and, and honored her and, um, you know, very touching just to see all the love that was shown to her from her family and and friends and loved ones. Um, I know I love him and I'm going to miss her, but I a hundred thousand percent believe like without a shadow of doubt that uh, we'll see her again. So I, I just pray for my wife's family that they have that mentality and hope that they will see her again. Uh, she's not gone. She's just in a different spot than we are right now. That's all it is. Um, and the same goes for the people of my family, you know, that, cause we had just lost my grandmother. So, you know, with, you know, these loved ones that are so close to us and my grandfather, you know, when our loved ones leave us, it, it's natural for us to grieve and to be in, in, into, into shed tears. That's normal. And, and I do believe and know firsthand that God does comfort us if we reach out to him. Um, but I just, I know a hundred thousand percent that we're going to see them again. So even though I have moments of hurt and pain, um, I smile and I look on and I look forward to the day that I could hug them all again and see them all again. And I know that heaven is, it's just as real as the earth. It's just as real as my voice right now. It's just as real as your ears hearing these words right now. Like it is a real spot. And in the last pot, I remember, you know, I was in John 13, you know, where Jesus was talking to his disciples, like right before he knew he was about to die and where he washes their feet and stuff. And there's a spot where I, I just want to read it because, you know, today it really sort of brought it all together. Um, so right after all that stuff happened, you know, Jesus says in John 13, 34, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And then he says um, to Peter, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, where I'm going, you cannot follow me, but you will follow me later. So he's saying like, listen, I'm about to go back to heaven. Like they're, he, he's not strictly saying like they're about to kill me. I think he did actually a couple of chapters previously, but He's not like, he's metaphorically speaking about all of it, but he knows he's about to die, right? So that's, that's the whole thing is talking about heaven right here. Where I'm going, I, you cannot follow me, but you will follow later. Jesus is saying to his disciples, like, you will follow me there later. He's, that's a promise literally right there that's probably overlooked. Everyone always wants to go to the John three sixteen, but like, 
You look all over the scriptures, Jesus talks about the next life over and over and over and over and over again. Eternal life. It's a common theme and message all throughout the gospel. So after, um, you know, he tells them you can't follow me. Peter says, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Then Jesus said, you know, will you lay your life down? That's where he asked, you know, Peter about, you know, and then it's when the rooster crows, blah, blah, blah. That's not what I'm trying to get at, but I want to get at what happens next, though. So that happens, and then Jesus hits him with this. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. Another translation says there's many mansions. If not were so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. Let me say that one more time. This is Jesus, red letters. He's saying, if I go prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Then Thomas says, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And then Jesus hits him with the most famous message. And uh, Billy Graham used to always have it on his things. John 14, 6. Jesus answers right here. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to God the Father. Nobody goes to God. Nobody experiences God without Jesus. Nobody experiences heaven without Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life, the only life. And yes, the only way, he is it. So, you know, this passage and, and, and just, unfortunately, the amount of death that I've had to see in my family and my wife's family recently, like, it's all, it really just makes you realize, like, life is short on the earth. It, we're really here to a maximum of, like, 80, maybe 90 years. If I had to put a number on me, I'm going to go with 67. I don't know why I'm feeling 67, but look, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Jesus comes back and gets us before I hit 67 because my back, my back's acting up, my neck's acting up, my Achilles is acting up, and these kids are stressing me out. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. But honestly, I would not want to eventually get to the point of physical suffering and you know, basically fade out. I really would love for Jesus to come back and get us. And I believe actually in our generation, he will, but I'm not trying to get off topic. I'm just saying that. But the the moral of the story is like, this life is fast. It's going to go by in a blink of an eye. Some of us, you might be 20. Listen to this. You might be my age, maybe in your mid thirties, maybe you're a little older, maybe you're 50, or maybe you're up there in earthly years, but you still have your whole eternal life ahead of you. I promise you, if Jesus Christ is your God, if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, if you really believe in Jesus Christ, if you truly believe in him, I promise you, just like he promised you, you have eternal life. You already have it. 
It's not something you're going to get at the pearly gates. You'll know you already have the gift of eternal life because your faith in Jesus Christ. So whoever it is, listen to this. I pray that your faith never diminishes ever. Don't let nothing in life uh, black out or make you think differently about the goodness of God and the salvation of God and the eternal life ahead of you. Keep pressing forward. Press into the Lord Jesus for comfort, for healing, for strength, for peace. Because he promised us eternal life. We have our whole eternal lives ahead of us. He who believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And Jesus also said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. He said that in John eleven twenty five, his disciples were willing to die for this man, this God. They knew he was the truth and the way. He said in his own words out of his mouth, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. I, I promise you that that was the truth. And I pray that you believe that. And I pray that you have the Lord Jesus in your life because you don't have to fear death. You don't have to fear nothing. And you have your whole eternal life ahead of you, a place of paradise, a place of of peace, a place of love, and a place where God will wipe away every tear from the from our eyes. There will be no more pain, no more sorrow, no more crying. So I pray over you. I pray that God's comfort is over you, that God's peace is over you, that God's love is over you, that God's spirit is tangible to you, that the word of God is living and active in your life, and that it cuts deep into our hearts and minds and lead us into, leads us into the right direction and away from the evil. I'll be on here soon. I'm praying for all of my family, all of Haley's family, all of my friends out there, everybody out there listening to this right now. I promise you, Jesus is the way. Keep pressing into him no matter what. I love you and God loves you. Be good to yourself and be well. I'll be on here soon. Peace. Yo, one other thing. I just had to just throw this out there because it made me and my wife sort of smile and laugh. The The priest today, it, it, whenever he would read a certain scripture or, or, or say a certain prayer, whenever he said the phrase forever and ever, it, it, the way he just said ever at the end of it, it was like forever and ever? It, it That's how it sounded like forever and ever ever with a question mark and it was literally the craziest thing it really reminded me of dr evil where he's got you know the 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 pinky and he's saying millions of dollars like it just made me have it made me think of that like this priest just the way he said it it was so funny but anyways it was i'm i'm shedding a little light fun they did a great job with the service though and um anyways i just wanted to share that be well be on here soon peace